Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Gary Armstrong and today I'm joined by Anthony Haggerty and Liam Bryce to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, we reflect on Celtic's 4-0 thrashing of Rangers, was it one of the Hoops' best ever derby displays and how big is the gap between Celtic and their rivals? We also look forward to the weekend's clash with Hibs, will Brendan Rodgers' men wrap up seven in a row? So gents, only one place to start... The 4 0 victory at the weekend. Tony, you were there. There was only one winner from the very first minutes from when the teams came out, wasn't there? I think it's one of the most comfortable victories that Celtic have enjoyed over Rangers in, in many a year. And uh, it does show you that the gap, which a few weeks ago prior to the Ibrox game was supposed to have narrowed, is still very much there in abundance. And I said in my predictions, when we were asked to give predictions of scorings, I said that Celtic had better players in every position uh, and I, I think that was uh, evident, very much evident on Sunday. And it was uh, Moussa Dembele with, with the early chance that came off the post, a Tom Rogic goal shortly after that, but obviously we could we could talk about Rangers all day, their, their midfield in disarray, Liam, but what about Celtic's midfield too, Scott Brown and Olivier and Cham just, just bossing it from, from the get-go? Ah, they did. Um... It was you could see, as you said there, from pretty much the first whistle that Rangers were kind of pegged back. Um, Brown and Cham getting on the ball. Rangers they tried to you, you could almost see what they were trying to do by packing out the midfield, but it kind of backfired against them. And that because they had that narrow three, that it just opened up space uh, for Celtic's fullbacks. And I think Scott Brown himself said that after the game. He, you know he. He didn't know why they'd kind of went that way, um, but even with the three in there, that he's, he's done so many, so many times this season and over the years. You know, Scott Brown, he made it look, he made it look quite simple, and uh, obviously in Cham as well, who's again, he was I thought he was excellent at Ibrooks in the last derby, and he's he stepped up again at the weekend, and he's been he was rewarded with that second penalty as well. Yeah, just on in Cham, I mean, he he had his doubters at the start of his Celtic career, a couple of inconsistent performances, but he's he's really kind of stepped it up recently, Tony, hasn't he? He's blossoming into the four million pound player that Celtic uh, signed, you know, and uh, I don't know, he just seems to quietly and confidently go about his business, you know, and but he he is becoming a big game player for Celtic, which and a team of big game players, you know, you can't get enough of them, but. As Liam said, he was terrific at Ibrooks and uh, yeah, he got the, the bonus ball on Sunday of, of a penalty. Two different penalties, as you saw from the two guys that, that stuck them. But uh, yeah, confident enough to take it, you know. And you know, I, I, I like Sham. I think he's, uh, I think he has the domineering midfield powerhouse that, and I've said before to you guys, and I'll say it again, that I think Tom Rogic should also be as well, you know. And lovely goal by Rogic. Uh, another big game goal on the big game stage but two or three other things about his performance let him down which inevitably led to him getting the hook after an hour so um, a couple, he had a couple of chances yeah, um, yeah, he had also, a sort of side foot chance just yes, after the goal yeah, after, after, uh, and also an easier chance. he had two or three chances to play in guys who would have been running clear on goal and he couldn't execute not a 10 yard pass so now the, these are the things that I notice about Tom Rogic's game, all-round game. I'm not watching his big game goals because I know he's capable of that. 
But the other things which would make him the complete player, which are the other pieces of the jigsaw, are sadly lacking. And I still maintain, and I'll keep maintaining it, that he's a good player, he's not a great player, uh, but he can still produce more. That goal, though, it, it, uh, Tom Rogic has a habit of producing the unexpected when it comes to his goal scoring. I remember one, I think it was last season, this kind of half volley from the edge of the box at Pataudry. Yep. You know, no one saw it coming, and it was a bit like that with it, with his opener on Sunday, the way he kind of twisted in it as well. He sent, I think it was McCrory to the deck, and then just slotted home. It was a, it was a fine finish, Liam. Ah, uh, yeah, he tied him up. Uh, he tied him up in knots, but he's just like you say, he's got that kind of. He's got that sort of maverick quality, that un- improvised finishes, like wee moments of just kind of isolated moments of magic. Uh, With his weaker foot as well. Aye, uh, because I mean, he, he's he's t- he's taking that ball, and you're thinking, he's thinking it looks sort of stuck under his feet a wee bit. You know, where is he going to go? Um, and the just the wee the wee sort of half Cruyff turn, and McCrory didn't know didn't know what was going on. Uh, and then the finish as well with his weaker foot. Just calmly into the corner, so it's it's it's, it's like you say, like that that goal against Aberdeen last last season. Yeah. Uh, this uh, half volley on the edge of the box. He's just capable of these wee improvised moments that a lot of other players just wouldn't think of and wouldn't see. I'll give credit where it's due. He is capable of sublime moments of skill, and 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 I have said that as well. I mean, I I don't dispute his ability. I just think he it it's you, fle- it's fleeting. Your argument's always been consistency, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, and if you you could you could make a DVD of Tom Rogic's greatest hits. You can't compile one of his greatest games. That's that's my point. You know, and and some people's judgment is clouded by the fact that he scores all these great goals. And 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 I don't dispute that. And I just think he could be a far far better player. And it wouldn't surprise you if he struck the winner on uh, uh, this weekend against <laughs> Hibs to win the title, or if he hits the winner in the Scottish Cup final, because that's the sort of player he is. Yeah. But moving on to the second goal, and you touched on it, Liam, when we were talking about the game tactically. Celtic looking to the flanks um, with, with Rangers trying to cement their place in the middle of the park. So it was Tierney who got by Candace. Easily. Not, easily, yeah. And and not the best cross, a Russell Martin er- error, but McGregor's on there. Again, he's very a very accurate finisher, McGregor. Always it's, seems to go I, into the corner, just, doesn't it? It was like a wee, I don't know, it was a, a strange, in a way, it wasn't like a conventional, it was like a, a wee, like, sort of, I don't know, almost like a pull shot. Down in the corner, yeah. just like not hardly struck pass, it at all. It? Ah, like a wee pass into the yeah. And it's, he scored, scored a similar one in the same stage exactly. a year ago yeah. with the same cut back well, from Dembele and the, the, the roller in from 20 yards. I mean, Daisy Cutter, and we spoke about it on the previous podcast. That's why he plays. The manager yeah. likes him, and ever since he snatched at the chance in Germany against Borussia Mönchengladbach when he scudded it wide. When if he'd have kept his head and did what he's done ever since, he would have scored. Because oh, you bag ma- him to finish that uh, every every yeah, time. And now, the manager's clearly said to him, "You don't need to hammer it into the net. You've got ability to caress it, pass it, do what you like." And every finish that I think he's had since has been a kind of cushioned, yeah, controlled drive into the net and thinking about the Ibrooks 5-1 game as well where he had that uh, shot through the legs into Uh the corner I mean maybe you wouldn't have McGregor down as a finisher but he is very but another who produces big goals and big games if you look at his record you know and 
we we picked the team which I want to say we more or less got spot on, didn't we? Yeah, if we not, did. And, and we put McGregor in the, the team. We put McGregor in the team yeah. for that very reason. Yeah. Because he's always, he's always productive. He's always moving forward, always on the move. And even allowing for the fact that he sees the fact that Russell Martin, I think he even said it himself in his post-match interview, that he thought Russell Martin might not get a, a good touch in it. But it's, it's, it's the instant, it's the first time cushion of a ball just... Yeah, you know, without really thinking about in, it. was instinctive know. again. Yeah. Coming back to that. Yeah, and moving on then, Dembele and his performance in general. I mean, we talk about big game players, but he was really he was really top-notch. I, I felt, as a lot of people did, that he really bullied the Rangers' defence first and, first and foremost. Early on, you could see that his you know, physical stature was causing all sorts of problems for McCrory, and he was just a great all-round team player. <laughs> Dembele frustrates the life out of you, doesn't he? He's, he, does. he, wakes, he wakes up at Rangers games in the morning and thinks, I'm having this today. Yeah. Wakes up against Ross County and probably thinks, shrugging a friend's shoulder, kind of stuff, you know, but that's what you get with him, but when he's on his game, you, there is, you can't, can't live with that, you know. He he's just he's terrific, you know. He seems to be one of those guys as well. You can tell early on, yeah, yeah, what kind of game he's going to have, and you could see from the start on Sunday that as Tony says, he's thinking, "I'm having this today." Rangers supporters used to think like that about David Cooper, right? You know, when he pulled a ball out there, he's left pin and stuff like that, and they they always said they could tell in the first ten minutes if Cooper was on it or couldn't be bothered, but. When he could be bothered, special things happened, and it's the same with Dembele. Dembele's a special player. Yeah, summed up by that penalty as well, Liam. It was, uh, you know, <laughs> a bit cheeky, but you know, when you're that confident, and the game's going that well for you, and it comes off, it, it looks pretty good. Uh, it's cheeky to say, to say the least, to say the very least. Uh, but he's. It just shows you that it's, it's a a guy who is now. We're talking before Christmas that he's, his head looks all over the place. Is, is his confidence gone? Is, is this that? And now you, that on Sunday was just the kind of mark of a guy who's now feels as if he's back playing at the top of his game. And you could, and no wonder, um, as well he might think that because he, you know, he, he kind of, in his own way, he ran this. You talk about the midfield, but in his own way, Dembele ran the show. Yeah. On Sunday. arrogant and just reflective of the confidence that is coursing through that Celtic team right now in those kind of games. Yeah. You know, to, to even attempt that in a Celtic, because the, the game's not dead and buried at 2-0, you know, but to to have confidence in your own ability to, to even attempt that, eh, then you have to take hats off to him for that, but I, I think that's another one that the Rangers supporters will look back and think that it was, you know, your, what's the phrase? Taking the mic, yeah. You know? it, was a, it was almost a statement. In uh, a way, yeah, really. it was almost it was a, a. This is how far we are ahead of you. It's one that they'll back. And then on. even the next penalty as well, just giving it away to yeah. charm like yeah. when you go, you have a. Uh, you have a. You, you have know, a that, this time. It's, you know, you kind of think to yourself, you know, and, and and it's the manner of the defeat that will have hurt Rangers. Yeah, more that, than anything that you know. penalty in, in years to come will be the kind of iconic moment. Oh, they, yeah, they, yeah. they cut yeah. back to. Um, also wanted to make uh, make a small mention for Craig Gordon. Okay, Celtic kept a clean sheet, and you know, until the point Gordon made that world class save, you know, Rangers didn't do anything. But he was it, it was a brilliant. Gary, more I want to make a back. point about that save. That that is a world class save yeah. in the truest definition of the word. Want to get your mitt to it and to put it behind because you could easily get your mitt to that and put it in the net. 
you know, and then and the headers coming in at real pace. And again, we argued to toss about whether he would replace Bain. That's why he replaced Bain, because see, short stopping and instinctive reflex saves, nobody better than Craig Gordon. And even when he was a Hearts goalkeeper, I thought that about him. I thought I thought very highly of him, but. Uh, that's a stunning save, and I mean stunning save. Yeah. Did they talk about having a strong wrist or strong yeah, wrist? Yeah, yeah. And you could actually see yeah. the ball hit off it and over the top. I mean, we forget actually that Craig Gordon, I believe, is still, uh, he won the award for greatest ever English Premier League yes, save for yeah. Sunderland. So he's, yeah. he's been capable of that all his career. Of course, but I, I just uh, saw it in real time and I thought, wow. And then I went home and watched it many times. I thought, that, that's the definition of a world-class save. And I don't use those two words lightly because no. I, I hate reason them, to be honest. But uh, to me, it was a world-class save. Uh, Morelos must look at Craig Gordon and just go, <laughs> I, I hate you. I absolutely hate you. Because yeah. <laughs> that's a few times. The one at Ibrooks, the yeah. New Year draw, um, again, it's like instinctive, as we're talking about. And he's just... he's just, it was, I'm not putting him in this bracket, but it is... It does remind you of David De Gea in a way. It's this, that same it's instinct. This, it's this instinctive, kind of un- almost unorthodox. Sometimes yeah. looking these saves, and it was it was uh, it was outstanding. It really was funny role reversal time. You know, with Rangers because Tommy Burns famously said they'll put on my tombstone. Andy Gorham broke my heart. Yeah, Morelos will probably say the same thing about Craig Gordon. Yeah, you know, because he just can't seem to get the beating of him and. And the more that happens, the more Craig Gordon will be in his head, you know, until he finally breaches his net, you know. There was a bit of talk um, in the press box after giving it such a comfortable victory for Celtic that when you look at the players they brought off the bench and it was like so Robert Sinclair, a second string Celtic team at the moment could not only give Rangers a game but probably probably beat them, you know, when you think about the players who didn't start, Saminovic... Um, even the likes of Kwasi uh, Bui, players like that. I mean, are we at that stage now where a second string Celtic team could actually finish above Rangers on the table? Is the is the gulf that big? I think if you're looking at and if you're basing it clearly on Sunday's evidence, you'd have to say yeah, because all the Celtic uh, substitutes would walk into the Rangers' first team, every one of them, bar none. And I keep going back to it. We we are at a moment in time and a moment in history where Celtic are infinitely better than Rangers. And the gap that a few weeks ago prior to the Rangers, uh, Rangers game at Ibrox, league game at Ibrox, which Celtic won with 10 men, was supposed to be narrowing. That on Sunday showed that it's the golf is as big as it's ever been. And Celtic ain't going to stand still. You know, so the, the ball is firmly in Rangers court to try and narrow that gap and I think that's what will will have sickened the Rangers fans more than anything because three weeks ago they thought there was a title race on they were giving themselves plaudits for the fact that they'd narrowed the, the gap in their minds cheering getting Celtic in the, in the cup yeah th- things like that yeah but that dawning and realisation that no they're, they're a bit they've a bit to go and before they can catch Celtic and as much as Celtic could complete um, a second domestic treble, Liam, I mean, we talked about it on, their, on the pod a lot. Celtic haven't been at their best in a lot of games. 
But the closer they get to a potential 10 in a row, you know, they might have held money back for that, for more investment. And the closer they get, they might think, OK, let's really push this and, and up it a notch. I mean, it does look... You never know how football's going to turn out, but it looks almost ominous for Rangers at the moment that, that Celtic will complete 10 in a row. Well, the, you talk about resources. There's figures floating about to, uh, floating about this week that Celtic are set to make about towards 30 million from their involvement in the Champions League yeah, there was this a, season. a story just I just caught it before the podcast that they yeah. might earn more than Manchester Man, United. Yeah, the way the way they the kind of pot works out uh I'm not bored you know with the fine details of it but they are looking set to make more than Man United from the the TV money at least I think. Uh so you know to have that kind of money coming in Added to what they must have generated from last season's involvement, likes um, of the Van Dyke sale. Yeah, well. Van Dyke they get money from that as well. So it it just looks like Celtic are only going to get are only going to get stronger, um, and that you know that defeat on um, Sunday for Rangers. I've seen a a few people suggesting that that's the that could be the you know the moment where. You know, ten in a row takes a a real step closer. Yeah, you know, it becomes more because it was so convincing. And then it's almost. like Tony says, a couple of weeks ago, we're we're looking at you know a possible title challenge. Have Rangers closed the gap? And 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 on the the evidence that I know Rangers were really poor in the second half at Ibrox, but there was a bit of evidence in that first half that they had stepped on. Rangers had stepped up a bit, and that they they were a better side. And certainly for a few weeks. They did look. No, 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 we were having to, to debate: Is there going to be a title race? Uh-huh. You know, uh, which obviously you know looks silly now. But at the time, there was a you know there was a wee kind of suggestion that Celtic weren't hitting the heights and that Rangers were on a, a bit of an upward curve. But then here we are, three weeks later, and you could you know Rangers now from that defeat. Then what's come out in the aftermath, and plus the fact that they, they still don't seem to know what's going to happen with the manager situation in the summer. They are from that relative optimism a few weeks ago. They're now even from what's happened over the past few years. They're at a pretty low ebb. So it's as well as Celtic from you know having some doubts and kind of aspersions cast at them. Now look as if they're going on to get stronger than ever. So it's. It's good news week at Celtic every week, it really, is, isn't it? it you is. know, and now the big challenge is to the Celtic board, as you said, Gary. I think ten in a row is now looming large in their in their thoughts. They they maybe were caging thought three years is a long time in in football, you know, but they're probably thinking now, and I think even Brendan Rodgers might fancy it now as well. Turn around thinking, you know what, that this is a potential reality. They could do this. You know, could take a, a massive step, slice of history by getting a double treble. If they manage to achieve the double treble, then what's the next big thing? Ten in a row, isn't it? And I think if you're the board and you're Rogers and you're happy, you you go flat out to try and achieve that. Do you think this most recent result and Celtic, as you say, being on the verge of a domestic treble, will sort of motivate Rodgers to stay I mean not that he's ever suggested he would leave before 10 in a row but there's you know links with Arsenal and so on but do you, do you think I, it, it just seems that 10 in a row okay it's only one game is that much 
closer almost because of the chasm between the two teams. I think this summer will be very important in terms of holding on to Rodgers because I think if they hold on to Rodgers this summer, nobody asks the question uh, and then he stays and he wins eight, then he'll feel, do you know what, that he wants to be remembered, you know, and go down in the Celtic up, history Up books. there with the jocks, the And what better way to be remembered than to achieve something that even the great Steen's team never achieved and get to that magical 10 mark? And I think that's the legacy that Rogers wants, you know? He's forever saying he's happy, then prove that you're happy by staying and achieving that, that landmark title. You know, and and I, and I think, uh, and as long as he's doing the job he's doing, and the board will bend over backwards to make sure that, that, to try and make sure that that eventuality happens. Well, we're actually just going to play in some audio now from the the post match press conference at hand and from Brendan Rogers. Well, I think it's we obviously play so many games, and we're never always going to be at our best. But I think this season, what we've shown is we've played a, a number of and had a number of really really good performances this season. Um, but certainly in, in the big games, that's the edge that we look for. You know, I think what the, what the players have done in these last couple of seasons has really inspired the supporters. You know, to believe that they can actually achieve sometimes the impossible. You know, so. Uh, but certainly, we're we're very focused and geared up for for all our games. But when you get to these games, you know uh, you know what's at stake. So. It's just a case of really getting the players focused in the build-up, making sure you're, they're clear in their job and what they have to do, and then and then go and play your football. I'm always one. The mantra is the next game. You know, we we've uh, as if we're in the final now, and that won't be an easy game either. You know, we look at Motherwell. That's two cup final. We'll, we'll now be playing them in. So, um, and and that's a totally different game again. You know, their physicality. You know, they're a very honest team. They work very hard and. Um, but we know that when we turn up and play, it gives us a great chance. So, um, but we have a job to do now. We need to finish off the league campaign. Um, we're in a really good position there. Five tough games to to finish, but we want to finish the season well and then be back here in good confidence and, and look forward to that. And hopefully, like I said, the pitch was a wee bit bumpy today, so uh, I'm sure by that stage it'll be it'll be a bit slicker. So, Liam Brendan Rogers talked there about you know the Celtic players inspiring the fans to, to kind of achieve the impossible, um, which it didn't seem possible before he came on, on the verge of a domestic treble when you think of how Ronnie Dyla maybe left things at a club. What do you think Rogers' comments maybe illustrate about, you know, the real harmony, togetherness and drive for Celtic to achieve such things in comparison to the lack of harmony that we can clearly see at Ibrooks just now? Uh, I think it's just it's a simple case of that success just breeds breeds success really. I mean, it's there's the harmony just comes from the fact that you know they have been they have been so dominant. Things are really stable behind the scenes. Uh, they're bringing through their own players. They buying well. They're so far ahead of everybody else. It's from the top down, you know, there is that kind of unified goal from the board of directors all the way down to the, the players, which obviously we're not seeing at Rangers at the moment, and it's that kind of collective spirit that's really driving them on at the moment. Ah, uh-huh, because, and he's talking about inspiring the fans you know, to uh, 
to believe that they can achieve uh, anything. And uh, to be honest, since he's a, I think that's because like, since he's arrived, and you know, I don't want to you know be too you know gushing and this and that. But since he's arrived, I've got no. The Celtic fans have not really got any re- reason not to believe, because everything has gone for them since he's since he walked in the door. Every, every they've won every domestic trophy. They went in that unbeaten run. Uh, as we've talked about, ten in a row seems to be keeping closer and closer. Rangers don't seem to be uh, any clo- really, really any closer to mounting a serious challenge. So there's a, there's no reason for them not to believe it, really. Yeah, and Tony as well. We we got his comments just coming back to the Scottish Cup about this uh, upcoming clash with Motherwell. Um, Rogers admitting it will be a tough game. Obviously, he's going to say that, but you know, it's Celtic will be favourites, but Motherwell not a team they necessarily no. pick to play. Overwhelming favourite Celtic will be for this match, but beware Motherwell. I've watched a lot of Motherwell this season, and do you know what? They don't hide their intentions, but by goodness, they do it very, very well. You know, you get two big guys up front, you play off second balls. They rumble up defenders. Motherwell have got the players that can uh, hurt Celtic, can uh, put them off their game. Hustle and Harry, snapping about your heels and no let up. So anyone that thinks the double trebles are given, it's not been watching Motherwell this season because, and I've said it before, in every big game this season that Motherwell have played, Steve Robinson has got them up for it. Yeah, well, we saw that yeah. against Aberdeen. Yeah. Really Tore Aberdeen apart in the League Cup. Tore Aberdeen apart in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Tore Rangers apart in the semi-final of the League Cup. Have given Celtic yeah. some Gave games. Gave Celtic a game in the League Cup final up until the, the penalty decided the sending off of Kipre. So Celtic are in a game in the Scottish Cup final. Now, you look at it, this is the classic brawn over brains clash, right? Now, most people think brains will win. But history in cup finals is littered with Braun beating Brains and, you know, taking it right back to 88 when the crazy gang beat the Culture Club. There is something similar about this final yeah. with Celtic and Motherwell. And that that would be, if, if I was Brendan Rodgers, I would be instilling that into the players just now. Don't ever think Celtic players would be guilty of complacency, but, you know, you really need to be on your metal. To beat the steel men, oh. but you know, <laughs> uh, save that for your yes, next piece, Tony. But you know what I mean. They they're a good side. They're good at what they do, and this is not a foregone conclusion by any stretch. Yeah, it's certainly one to really look forward to. Actually, so we'll, we'll worry about that neither the time, but there's another massive one for Celtic this weekend because they can wrap up seven in a row. But it's not going to be easy. Travel to uh, travel to Hibs. They'll meet uh, Neil Lennon, an old friend. Um, do you think they'll do it this weekend, Liam? It's, it's not a given. I don't think they've still got so much to play for, and they've shown already this season that that they they are, they are one of the kind of few sides who can who seem to be able to get at Celtic and cause them cause them problems. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a given uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, because as I said, Tibbs. Good form as well. Chance to finish second for yeah, us as well. Aye. Well, the and they'll be wanting to finish it out, aren't they? they <laughs> throw this one in order to get throw the, S- the the nightmare scenario back to the SPFL. Hibs in order to beat Rangers for the second place and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'd aye. say conspiracy theorists having a field day with us, yeah. but uh, 
Celtic should go there and be, be, be confident of going there and winning, but twice drawn with them this yeah, season. Yeah, I know. Came from behind the last time, from two goals behind, almost won it, almost lost it. So it, it could be anything on Sunday. Yeah, but you I've, I've you talked about conspiracies. I think, <laughs> I do think Celtic will. If you had to push me for a... I think they will, <laughs> won't it? I've left my tinfoil hat at home, I don't... I do think I do think they'll get over the line. A bit of tough game, cracking game potentially. Yeah, well, I've also got my notes here. The, the sort of John McGinn factor because we, we we spent a lot of a previous podcast yeah. talking about him potentially moving to Celtic. So he's got an opportunity to impress. He's got a good record against. Celtic. Oh, he's a terrific record against Celtic. You know my thoughts on John McGinn. I think he's a terrific player. But the thing is, this is not just a case of Celtic turning up to beat Hibs, who have nothing to play for. Yeah, Hibs have just as much to play for as Celtic. So this could be a humdinger. You know, and yeah, you expect goals in this yeah, thing, don't you? You do. I expect lots of goals, actually, to, to be honest. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if neither side won and it was a draw again. You know, and then what Celtic need one win, don't they? So they would have to play. Well, the pressure Rangers would be Celtic. on uh, the other teams yeah. as well, like the Rangers and Aberdeen. And yeah, so to, to win their games yeah. later on in the day. So is it Sunday Celtic are playing? Uh, no, it's Saturday, Saturday 12.30. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if the title wasn't wrapped up. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and also as well, just finishing up, it, it's a real opportunity for a lot of fringe players, the likes of Roberts, even Sinclair now, who's kind of fallen down the pecking order to put themselves, you know, forward for a Scottish Cup final place because it's not not too far away. I think in Brendan Rodgers' mind, you'll want the title wrapped up as quick as possible so we can rest players and give those guys an opportunity, as you to, as you say, to stake their claim. For the cup final, that's the that's the ideal scenario that he wants. Win it on Saturday lunchtime, and then you've got what four matches before yeah. the cup final for him to assess everybody. Yeah, and see where he's at. See where he's at with the with the squad, you know. Because I, I I think deep down, I know he said he wanted the Rangers game, the first game after the split. I think now he'll want Celtic to put it to bed yeah. on Saturday, and rather not face Rangers. In the, not, not so much a title decider, but to to win the title, you know. Okay, well, final part is prediction. So, Tony, you can predict the starting eleven. Can you predict? <laughs> you, you can you predict the scoreline? You know what? Against Hibs, I'm going a four goal thriller with two each again. To be honest, yeah, I, I think it will be, be a, a, a decent, a bit high scoring game. Uh, well, I backed myself into a corner, didn't I? By saying I do think Celtic will win, so, so I think there's going win. to be goals. But I'll, I'll go. I'll say three two. And if that's the case, then seven in a row will be wrapped up. So that's all from us this week. We will be back next midweek. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audioboom to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Listener.